Hey, this is Fletch. Turn on your televisions because we are going back down the top 10 lessons we can learn from TV Dads Part 2. This is Homeschooling in Real Life. To go. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. This is Fletch. And I'm Kendra. As veteran homeschooling parents, we discuss topics that tend to divide and distract Christian homeschoolers from each other and the gospel. On the Homeschooling IRL podcast, we promise to be honest, transparent, and witty as we uncover what it means to homeschool in real life. Hey, this is Fletch. And this is Kendra. And we want to welcome you to episode 46, Homeschooling in Real Life to Go. We are on part two of TV Dads. But before we get started, boy, we had a big episode last week. We had a big episode and a lot of good response. Uh, thank you if you listened to that episode about our story and uh, reached out to us. I think sharing our story, really, you know, being transparent with our listeners really struck a chord because they were willing to respond. And boy, we had multiple responses every day mm-hmm. on that episode. So if you haven't listened to Losing Our Religion, we would encourage you to go backwards and listen to that episode and to give us some feedback because it's been great. I did want to read one letter and then get some response to it. Uh, this came in on Facebook and it said, hey, just listen to your last podcast, Losing My Religion. You described our journey so well. I tried to jump through all the righteous homeschooling hoops. I was milling my wheat and baking my own bread till we discovered that some of my children and I have celiacs, which I thought that was kind of funny. It's like, yeah. no, essentially, yeah. we were harming ourselves. Right, we were doing the right thing and we were killing ourselves. Yeah. And we decided we were open to as many children as I could have. Uh, tried to wear skirts only. My husband did not care for the jumpers. Tried to use certain curriculum, but it was not conducive to our traveling with, with hubby for work obeyed the rules, but had some major issues in our marriage. Um, and I'm just going to stop there. I, the, the letter went on, but, you know, I think the our willingness to be truthful and say, hey, this this is some of the damage that this did to our family. We had a ton of emails like this mm-hmm. where people said, yeah, I'm. you sound just like us. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm wondering if there's a little bit of a move in the homeschooling culture this way. Um, but I want to just tell our listeners, and I, I know you're nodding over there that, this this needs to happen. We need to talk out loud mm-hmm. about the wackiness that's going on behind the scenes. And that is why we exist here at Homeschooling in Real Life. And we're willing to have those conversations for you. And you can just play them for your friends and <laughs> then the conversation's out there. Yeah, but let's also talk about that pendulum for a little bit too because it's very easy to swing another way and then put your hope in something else. So really what we're all about is saying, let's remind ourselves that our hope, that um, this is just all about Jesus. So, you know, whether you're the one wearing the skirts and doing the bread baking and, you know, all of that stuff and you say, wow, that was really a trap for me. And maybe it wasn't, but maybe for you it was a trap and you swing the pendulum back the other way and suddenly your hope is in... I don't know. Yeah, and in fact, (laughs) that's what that person writing in said. Yeah. You know, I made the swing, but I find that I'm putting my hope in other stuff as well. Right, right. So, um, yeah, thanks so much for your feedback, though, uh, to all of our listeners on that last episode. That really, you know, I'm excited about what happened. 
by just being truthful and honest with you all. So you know what we're doing tonight. It's a quick episode on top TV dads. And I shared five last time. Do you remember who they were? Uh, yes, I do. And we're going to do five more tonight. Or actually, I'm going to do it. You're going to let me be in the studio by myself again? I know, I am. Well, it's it's Easter Eve, so I've got to go do some baking. Okay. <laughs> so do you have a favorite TV dad that you want to share with the audience? I do, but I think I might stump you on this one. Uh, I'm supposed to guess your favorite. No, I, I, you don't have to guess, but if I tell you his name, I don't know that you'll know. Oh, go ahead and tell me. Russ Lawrence. Oh, yeah. He was awesome. Best TV dad ever. No idea. Why don't, can't you just pick a normal one like Mike Brady? Okay, well, I, am I? No, no. Oh, who's Russ Lawrence? He's Gidget's dad. Oh, what'd you like about him? He's a great dad. Oh, in what way? Well, because Gidget was a little boy crazy, a lot boy crazy. And did you know that Gidget is based on a true story? There's a real Gidget down yes, in Malibu, right? there's a real Gidget, and I actually read the uh, the original book that her father wrote about her and the whole uh, surf culture of the 1950s and 60s. Um, anyway, all that to say that uh, in in the TV version, he is really good at sort of stepping back and letting her um, make some decisions that are age-appropriate, but and then is just right there to walk alongside her oh, cool. in those situations. Yeah. yeah, I can see why you'd like that. Mm-hmm. All right, Fletch, so I need to go get some stuff done, and I want to say I hope all of our listeners had a great Easter yesterday. And hey, you just run with it. Have fun. All right. I will do my best. All right, listeners, I'm going to take a quick break and we will be right back with the final five list of uh, my favorite TV dads and what I love about them. Hey, this is John Wilkerson from The Wired Homeschool over at thewiredhomeschool.com. You're listening to Fletch and Kendra on homeschooling in real life. All right, and we're back, and I am super excited to go through this episode with you tonight. I'm sorry Kendra's not here with me, but it has just been a crazy month in our house getting ready to move, and with Easter weekend coming up, we just have not had time to sit down in the studio. So for this homeschooling in real life to go, we'll keep it quick and simple, and we'll do the final five dads in our top TV dads and the lessons we've learned from them. If you haven't listened to the first part, I would encourage you to go back to episode 44 and listen to what I said there. I I had a lot of fun doing that. We interviewed some people on the floor of the Nashville convention. Um, But for tonight, let's just quickly review. You know, we had five dads. Uh, Number one was Mike Brady. And what I shared was that Mike Brady always found teaching opportunities. And that's perfect for us as homeschool dads and as homeschool moms. Let's look for those teaching opportunities to go over with our kids. Um, The second was Charles Ingalls. He taught us how to work hard and what a great example to give our kids, but how to work hard and and how to um, benefit from our labors. Uh, The third dad, he was kind of goofy, Homer Simpson, but he showed us how to take time for ourselves. And we've shared often that Kendra and I often need alone time just to recharge and rejuvenate. And we're really good about giving each other that time. So husbands and wives that listen to this show, if that's not something you've worked into your family, consider doing that. You know, Homer Simpson, again, was was a silly example, but he showed us what it looked like to get away from his family just to rest and rejuvenate. And although I don't at all encourage going down to Moe's Bar or Moe's Tavern, I would encourage you to to find whatever that is in your life, whether it's golf or fishing or bowling or knitting or 
walking or hiking, find out what it is that you need to rejuvenate and do that. The fourth dad was Ward Cleaver. Now, he modeled servant leadership, and I think that's important for us as dads to show our kids what it means to lead by serving. You know, whether it's how Ward did the dishes uh, or whatever that is in your family and your life, see if you can model that as well. The final dad on that first episode was Sheriff Andy Taylor from The Andy Griffith Show. And I always loved the beginning when they were whistling and walking down that dirt path because they were going to spend time together fishing. And that's what Andy Taylor teaches us, how to relax with your kids. So with that, let's get started with tonight's uh, final five. And uh, the, the sixth on the list is Howard Cunningham. Sunday, Monday, happy day. Fellas, I want to talk to you for a minute. Huh? Sure, Dad. Richie? Uh, listen, just between us guys, a beauty contest can be a lot of fun, I'll bet, huh? You know what I mean? Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know between what you mean. Between us guys, it can be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, after all, you're young, you should have fun, right? Well, we work hard in school, young, and it's good to have a good time. <laughs> But I do want to say that if you're promising any prizes you can't deliver, you're both going to be in a lot of trouble. You know what I mean? Huh? Yeah, that would be yeah. awful, wouldn't it? Good night, guys. Good night, Mr. Cunningham. Hi, Dad. Now, what Howard Cunningham taught us was getting to know the friends of your kids. Um, You know, except for the Brady Bunch and maybe some cartoons back in the 70s, um, I watched Happy Days religiously. I can remember it coming on during the 1976 presidential election and getting bumped, you know, for the debates and stuff, and just being devastated because I loved Happy Days. And Mr. C, Mr. Cunningham, he was a great dad to Richie. I mean, he was a really great dad to Richie and Joni, but he had a a lot of influence on Richie's friends. I mean, you never saw their parents, but sure enough, Potsy and Ralph Malf and the Fonz, they were always hanging out in the Cunningham's living room. And Mr. Cunningham was giving advice or, or telling them they were dopey or something like that. And I loved that. I loved that that dad was serving as a surrogate dad for these others, especially the Fonz. I mean, the coolest guy in the show, um, multiple times on the show, you heard he didn't have a father, and he didn't have a fatherly figure, but Mr. C was that fatherly figure. He got to know the friends of his kids. So here's the lesson. You know, as our boys got older, and as as they began to drive, and as their friends began to drive, um, we found out that our house became uh, the hub for a lot of things. And really, we had a reputation for being a safe place to hang out. Now, that wasn't a place where you could safely get away with junk. You know, you could come and, you know, meet girls here, come and, you know, sneak things at the Fletcher house. No, it was a safe place to come because they knew that they would definitely be approached by both Kendra and me if they were at our house. But there wasn't a ton of just, you know, harsh judgment. They were able to be here um, and and really just let their hair down and have fun. And they knew they'd be challenged. They knew 
that we would ask them tough gospel questions. But I can remember more than one occasion, we've shared this before on the podcast, where we'd be in bed uh, reading or doing something, just talking, and as our kids came home for the night, their friends would come with them, and they'd trickle into our room. There were multiple times where he had young men or even young women sitting on the edge of the bed talking to us. And we were, you know, a lot of times having tough conversations with our kids and with their friends. Um, I'm not sure that our food budget is going to survive through eight kids in our family and all of their friends, but I can tell you this only happened because we were willing uh, to spend time and to love their friends right where they were. And we've had multiple occasions where these friends have said, to our kids, man, you don't know what you have. That's not just an added bonus, you know. When your when your uh, your friends, your kids' friends are bragging on you, um, because they come from environments that are either uh, tougher or harsh, or they just aren't welcome to be around. So um, that's a great lesson, and Howard Cunningham just did a great job at it. I'm John Robinson. We're from the planet Earth. I'm Professor Robinson. I'm John Robinson from the planet Earth. This is John Robinson. I am the leader. All right, so I don't know if you recognize that last clip. That's a little tricky one. That was Professor John Robinson, and uh, he was from the television show Lost in Space. And the reason I chose him for number seven was that he showed his kids, he showed his family, he showed them the world and beyond. Um, you know, they were lost in space. That was the name of the show, Lost in Space. Um, but they got that way because their father led them on an adventure that went awry. But he led them on an adventure. And let's not forget that. That's the lesson to learn, is to show your kids the world and beyond. And I know what you might be saying. You might be listening to this podcast saying, hey, money is limiting. We, we can't show our kids the world and beyond. And I will tell you that you can. Um, you can give your kids the gift of adventure at a very young age just by reading to them. You know, great books of world adventure, uh, adventure over land and over sea and through the air and into space. Um, teach them about the great explorers. And whenever possible, whenever possible, take them on a great adventure. And even then, you don't need to spend a lot of money. You know, we use the word adventure a lot. I'll ask my kids, especially the little ones, first thing on a Saturday morning, who wants to go on an adventure with dad? Now, our kids are, you know, they're lining up to go with me. That means we're going to get in the car, we're going to take the dog. And yes, sometimes we're going to go do something crazy and fun. But a lot of times, it's just my chores and my errands for the day. But I coin it as an adventure because I don't know what's going to happen while we're gone. I don't know if we're going to stop and get Slurpees or ice cream or if we're going to take a hike or if we're going to just drop by and see someone. I don't know, but I call it an adventure. And, and that's what I'm encouraging. Just give your kids that love for an adventure. Um, all right, so you don't have any money and you're trying to think of a plan. Walk away from your house and walk as far as you can in one day. Now, we all have smartphones or cell phones in our pockets. As far as you want to walk, 
call your spouse and say, hey, come pick us up. This is where we are. We made it this far. But along the way, just smell the different smells and listen to the different sounds and feel what the earth feels like as you're walking down the road that you would normally drive down. I've noticed that as I've biked or as I've walked on um, just common neighborhoods that I normally drive through, suddenly you hear different things and you smell different things that you haven't seen before. And it's a bit of an adventure. Um, If you want to invest a little more money, drive and drive somewhere and then take off on a hike from wherever you get to. You know, we live uh, just about two hours from the coast uh, of the Pacific Ocean. Um, We live less than an hour uh, away from the gold country and an hour and a half to the floor of Yosemite. I mean, we can go on adventures in a very short amount of time with a small amount of gas. Now, lastly, if you have the ability, I know my wife and I have had the opportunity to take our kids out of the country on both mission trips and pleasure travel. And we want to give them a love for the world and and for travel and just for adventure along the way. It doesn't matter what we're doing. We love to give them a love for adventure. Hey, if you're looking for some examples or you want to talk about this more, uh, Jen Ranieri over at wordtraveling.com has ideas for world travel and American travel and uh, just some great resources over there. And I'll put that in the show notes, uh, wordtraveling.com with Jen Ranieri. Um, And, you know, I would really encourage you, just like Professor John Robinson did, Be willing to get lost with your kids and just make it an adventure. Um, So that's what what number uh, seven is. Moving on. I just made $100,000. Really? How nice. Oops, just lost it again. (laughs) Well, c'est la guerre. Tish, when you speak French, you drive me wild. Excuse me, gentlemen. Gomez, darling, control yourself. I think perhaps we better leave. Very thoughtful. All right, this has got to be one of my favorites, and maybe not the dad in general, but definitely the lesson. Uh, You know, that was Gomez Adams from the Adams family. And the lesson we learn from Gomez Adams is to love your wife. Um, the Adams family were creepy and kooky. They were mysterious and spooky. And uh, Gomez loved Morticia. And more than that, he knew how to show it. Um, from dueling to acrobats to Castilian dancing, everybody knew it. Not just his kids. Everybody knew that Gomez loved his wife. And, you know, here's the lesson. Um, I know it's important to teach our kids book knowledge. Uh, there's spiritual things they need to learn. Um, and yeah, we even teach our kids, uh, theology and doctrine, how to evangelize. All those things are important and, you know, history and, and mathematics and spelling, but, and, and let's not forget, and character training. All those things are important. We want to teach our kids the fundamentals, but as dads, let's not forget, it's important to teach what a healthy relationship looks like. Um, the world is just bombarding us with broken relationships. Um, in television and movies, we're seeing families fall apart. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. 
but to actually demonstrate in front of your kids that you love your wife, you know, demonstrate that, show them that it's healthy. Um, I know our kids get just grossed out at the stuff we say and do, but we are showing them that we love one another. So whether it's kissing in public or um, hugging or squeezing or, or whatever it is, or just, you know, making them uncomfortable, I want them to see a healthy, loving relationship where two people love each other. So try this. Okay, you guys ready for something? Go ahead and put on some loud flamenco music. Grab a flower and put it in your mouth and grab your wife and do your best version of the dad and mom tango in front of your kids. Um, If you want to add some flair, pretend you're Gomez. Call her Caramia. Have some fun with it. I mean, your kids, especially if they're little, they will love it. And you know what? Video it. Post it in the comments of this blog. Whatever. I it'd be fun to see what you guys did. We we love to embarrass. Our, I love to embarrass our kids, and my wife's always game for it. So, um, you know what? Gomez Adams did a great job of showing us what it looks like to love your wife out loud and in front of your kids. On to number nine. Go back on my show and look like a fool again. Tim, 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 the first step for greatness is humbling yourself. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't try to have all the answers and instead ask more questions. You see, Tim, a truly wise man always has more questions than answers. So, would that make you wiser than you, Wilson? Well, what do you think, Tim? <laughs> All right, so that's a pretty easy one. That's a recognizable voice if you've been around television in the last 20 years. Uh, That's Tim Taylor, Tim the Tool Man Taylor. Um, He was a a dad that showed us how to learn from other men. And it's just a great example. Um, A lot of people loved Home Improvement. I mean, you know, the character of Tim Taylor was consistently making bad choices that got him into trouble. And some of them were just, he made bad decisions uh, regarding his family, regarding his marriage, regarding uh, some friends. Um, And what would happen is the way that story arc would go on that show always is um, Tim would be posed with something that he did dumb. And a lot of times it was a choice he'd make. You know, you all know the right choice to make and he'd make the wrong choice. And by the end of every show, with the advice of his faceless neighbor, Wilson, you remember he'd look, just kind of peek over the fence. Um, Tim always figured out the right thing to do. He always figured out the lesson. And thus, you know, we figured it out as as voyeurs in this television show. We're being taught the lessons, um, much like we're taught the lessons through, uh, you know, Mr. Brady and Mr. Cunningham and all these other ones. Um, Tim would figure out the lessons and then we'd figure out the lessons, Now, what's the lesson here? Overall, um, Tim learned from another man. And that's my encouragement. And I don't want to just sound patriarchal here because the same same for wives. You know, surround yourself with people who are willing to help you. They're willing to challenge you. And they're willing to encourage you to be the best dad that you can be or the best mom you're going to be. Here's the deal, guys. What would you expect Fletch to say other than this right here? 
when you're choosing men that you want to surround yourself with, choose guys who are going to show you when you're looking to find your identity in something other than Christ. Um, Choose men who are going to show you when you're putting your hope somewhere else, when you're looking for your acceptance in things other than Christ, when you're looking for worth or value in your life from things other than Jesus. Um, choose guys like that who will stand up and say, hey, bad choices, or or not even bad choices, but just asking you about the choices you're making. Uh, those are the kind of guys you're going to want around you. You don't want a bunch of yes men. You don't want a bunch of people that are just like you, that are affirming every decision that you make. But you know when you decide to go take a second job so that you can have enough money to do thus and such, have the guys around you that are asking you, you know, those questions of, well, why do you need more money? Or what is your goal in this situation? And you very well may have completely legitimate goals. Um, but when you don't, when you want a brand new car just because it's the new hip cool thing to have, and your other car is completely paid off and working just fine, that's the time to have men around you that are asking you those tough gospel questions. You know, why are you doing this? And and what's your intent? And what are you looking for? And and what are you putting hope in? Things like that. Um, again, just to ask the questions. Not that anything we ever do is wrong or stupid, because, you know, we're not like Tim the Toolman Taylor. But just having guys around you that are questioning that way, that would be great. Hey everyone, this is Felice Gerwitz from the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Show. You're listening to Fletch and Kendra on the Homeschooling IRL Podcast. Hey, leave it to Fletch to find 10 life lessons from fake dads on TV. But what a fun discussion this is. When you are done listening to this episode, head over to the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Show for interviews from the creators of products and services specifically for homeschool families. I personally look at every product or service before showcasing them for you. Remember to listen to the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Show.com for more great shows on this network. All right, we're on to our last dad. Now, the funny thing is, this is typically the dad that everybody points to as their favorite TV dad. Let me play a clip first. And we decided we would do a rap. A rap? A a rap, you mean like, hey, my name is Cliff and I'm a doctor and I will sit and do the thing. Hey, pull, pap, hip, hip, hip. All right, that one's pretty simple. That was Dr. Cliff Huxtable from The Cosby Show. And Bill Cosby played this um, obstetrician who lived in New York City with his family. And I think the lesson we learned from his character was to just be yourself. I mean, whether it was good music or great clothes at the time, because at the time apparently a lot of people wore a lot of sweaters because that's what Bill Cosby wore. Um, but whether it was good music or great clothes or or goofy humor or just super great dance moves, um, Cliff Huxtable was comfortable in his own skin and he did not care who saw him. 
And I think that's what I loved most about him. And I think that's a lot of what my kids see from me. Um, You know, as men, let's face it, we are really, really good at wearing masks that show others exactly what we want them to see about who we are. So, you know, when you meet someone, the first question is typically about your job. And we're really good about putting on masks and telling them um, what we do and who we are. And especially what's going on in our marriages and our family, you know, we don't want to show any weak spots. We don't want to show that our marriage is struggling. We don't want to show that we're, we're struggling with our parenting. So, you know, the big three, employment and marriage and kids and finance, you know, all those things, we want to put up a good face. And, and there is great value for us as dads to just be ourselves and to show our kids especially how to live in freedom. And guess what? Here's the deal. They may see your shortcomings. Now, next week, we're going to talk about living transparently. It's called transparent parenting. We're going to talk about this. But your kids may see your shortcoming. They may see your very ugly sin. But that's going to be loads better than seeing this completely whitewashed, fake version of who you are. Um, And this ties hand in hand with that recommendation that I just shared about hanging out with other men who are going to point out when you're being a total phony. So, you know, Cliff Huxtable shows us this. Just be yourself, you know, from the clothes you wear to the way you behave. And I'm taking that a step further and saying, let your kids see the real you. Let them see what you're struggling with. I've found that in the last five years of living in gospel freedom, I can tell my kids where I am just horribly um, missing the gospel. You know, my fears are open up to my kids. My concerns are on display. Um, And if they call me on something, I no longer get upset. I can just look at them and go, you know what? Dad blew it. And I'm blowing it regularly. And I'm thankful that you're in my life as well. Um, Be yourself and show them who you are. And and really give them the opportunity to speak in your life as well. Cliff Huxtable did a great job at that. And uh, like all the dads on the list, there, there are lessons to learn. You know, I hope you liked what we were doing here. This was a little fun adventure to to kind of go down this little path together of TV dads. And like we said last episode, if you're a fan of TV or not, um, that really isn't the point. It really was just to see uh, kind of some fun little examples from these um, characters on television and see what we could pull out of them. I'd love to hear kind of who you think your favorite TV dad is and why you think you liked them. Um, this is not an exhaustive list. You know, even Kendra liked Gidget's dad, um, which was a really fun little story from her. Um, so share with us kind of who you like and tell us why you like them. All right. So next week, we're going to be back with an episode called Transparent Parenting. And we're going to get on the line with a marriage and family counselor. And we're going to talk through this issue of what it looks like to be transparent with your kids. What are the things to look out for? But what are the just increased blessings that you can expect from living your life out honestly in front of your kids? And, and what will you be doing for them uh, in, by doing that? So in the meantime, if you want to reach out to us, uh, there's a couple ways to do this. 
The first is facebook.com slash homeschoolingirl. You can tweet to us at homeschoolirl. You can email us info at homeschoolingirl.com. And last but not least, we would love for you to go to iTunes and leave a review for us. Uh, We have been getting so many great reviews from iTunes, and we just love to know what you think of what we're doing here at Homeschooling IRL. Is it beneficial? Is it working for you? It takes just a few minutes to go into iTunes and to leave a review. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in tonight, and we will talk to you next week when we talk about transparent parenting. The Homeschooling IRL podcast is a part of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Every show is written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. For more information on this podcast or to contact your hosts, please visit us on our website and blog at homeschoolingirl.com.